Good morning, Super Kicking with Stephen Fans, your favorite two host, right here kicking off uh, two weeks till WrestleMania season. Uh, hard to believe we're already that deep into it, but as you can see, live from Stephen's Studio 2.0, or name to be determined later when I come up with another name for it. But we got the Greg over there. How in the heck are you doing this morning, Greg? Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey, I'm doing good, man. It's a good week. Been some uh, great matches we've been watching all week. Um, mm -hmm. I'm still finishing up the last or last night's rampage, but uh, football free agency's going crazy. My team's killing it <laughs> with the uh, signings, so you know, stoked about that. So it just got me in a good mood coming all into the weekend. So. Uh, unlike unlike your Colts, they're not spending any money, man. What in the world's with that? Nobody knows what they're doing around here. I uh, I just wonder if they're just going to go draft, and but they don't have that many draft picks, so it's like, yeah. I think you should. I think we should at least take it a shot at Amari. Uh, there is Jarvis Landry out there. I don't know how good you know. I mean. And then I saw Austin Hooper sign somewhere, and that was a name uh, JMV on our sports talk radio kept talking up, like just give him a shot because uh, Tennessee signed him for a year. So you give a year deal and see what happens. But uh, quarterback-wise, now it's sounding like Baker. And uh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit after hearing that name. So <laughs> if your options are Baker Mayfield or – Nobody, Greg. I say they might just have to go draft, and wow. then we already got we already got a second year guy anyway. So it's like I don't, yeah, like you said. And what's funny is Jim Mercy is like, here's the checkbook, <laughs> go go spend. But then Chris Boward is like, eh, I'll spend when I have to or something, you know. So it's a it's a contrast of styles here, but um, yeah. Like you said, though, this is a really good week. I love when the tournament falls on St. Patrick's Day because you kind of have had that energy. And I don't know how it was weather-wise for you, Greg, but here it was sunny, 70s. People were outside watching the games on, like, you know, kind of big screens outside. It was like the yeah. perfect day to start the tournament. Um, you know, March is always a fun, fun month because you're starting to speed up towards summer or, little, or you know, spring and – getting the sports going and what we'll have USFL <laughs> next month. If you really want to catch some more football, I don't know how good it's going to be or who, you know, uh, what it'll be like, but we'll get that. And, um, but we do have to start Greg. I didn't put it in our notes, but want to say an RIP to Scott Hall. The story was he had three heart attacks or two heart attacks, which one heart attack is enough. I don't, you know, right. I don't know how you could survive multiple, but anyways, uh, following hip surgery, uh, was on life support, and then the next day they pulled him off and he was gone. I mean, very sad to see, 63 years young. I mean, if you think about it, at least he survived this long. I mean, you know, you watch some old WCW stuff, Greg. I mean, he didn't look <laughs> – I mean, he looked better now, obviously, but you just, you know, you kind of watch back and – who knows, you know, I think he got on a lot of stuff after wrestling, maybe, just because yeah. of what you have 
to help you through the pain. You know, you got the adrenaline of, you know, working and whatnot. And I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I know when Diamond Dallas Page was inducted to the Hall of Fame, you know, that's when Jake the Snake and Scott Hall kind of joined up with him and really turned their lives around. I mean, who's to say we might not have Jake the Snake around, Greg? You know, if uh, DDP doesn't pull him aside and <laughs> give him an intervention. So rough week for, you know, for anybody who supported Scott Hall. Uh, probably one, you know, a lot of people mentioned, Greg, one of the greatest non, you know, heavyweight champions. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth on it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I and There's a lot, you know, Roddy Piper, I think, is still at the head of my list for that. I think Piper really could have held the title and even upped his game more, you know. So, um, yeah, but uh, what what do you think, Greg? How are you feeling about the passing of Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon? Yeah, I was uh, bummed about it once I started thinking back. And Scott Hall's, you know, history. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, NW. And that's where he really started to notice him because I was a NWA, WCW guy. Uh, WWF at the time was too cartoony for me. And, you know, NWA, WCW is where the real was. And I liked the realism, the horsemen, the road warriors, all just guys, just most, the most macho, the most, uh, real guys out there mm-hmm. you know having real fights and not hulk hogan ripping off his t-shirt every week um so that's where i got my fix and when nwo came along nwo was the biggest thing in the world everybody was wearing nwo t-shirts people who didn't even know who the nwo was was wearing nwo t-shirts because it was a thing and uh you know, Scott Hall was a huge part of that. Him and the Kevin Nash, the Outsiders, they just oozed cool, and uh, it was it was a huge moment for professional wrestling as a whole. Yeah. And because we haven't seen jumps like that in that right. time frame. And name any wrestler who doesn't list him as an influence. So uh, that's where Scott Hall went from being you know, more cartoony Razor Razor Ramon to, you know, the realist in, you know, Scott Hall. Um, not to to grab on his WWF run, you know, Razor Ramon has some great moments, especially that uh, ladder match with Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. that, um, you know, put him on the map pretty much. Um, he had that, uh, you know, some, some great moments in WWF. Mm-hmm. And, but NWO is really where he planted his flag, you know, yeah. hey, yo, became a, a catchphrase that everybody knows. You know, I was thinking about doing it on the mic at the airport <laughs> right before we yes. start boarding. You just, to catch everybody's yeah. attention to see who picks up on it. So mm-hmm. I will do that at some point, but it's, um, you know, it's the thing. You say, hey, yo, people know. Survey so said one more for the good guy. I mean, that was the thing too. That's what's. If you think, and like, I know we, we almost have to look back, what was the world doing as well, Greg? And like, like we said before, almost the bad guys were becoming, <laughs> like anti-heroes yeah. were going to become the big thing. Then. 
so that's why it was it wasn't i mean it was probably surprising it was probably surprising at the time that the nwo became as popular as they did but then again i mean people i mean look at stone cold <laughs> he yeah. shouldn't be a good guy you know at all but he became it um and then one fun fact you brought up greg uh, about his best moments i didn't know this but razor ramon cut the first promo on wwf raw's war or raw like when they first opened up raw in 1993 he was the first kind of in-ring segment which i didn't even think about i i don't remember watching uh-huh. raw much in the night you know mid 90s i really came on towards the end uh 97 98 obviously i think some 96 but my time my my memories are fuzzy in that time frame but uh yeah so <laughs> who would have thought um you know and yeah he has a son named cody and we've seen some glimpses of cody here and there but you know you wonder if maybe cody might get a little more love now and try to get you know if he wants to follow in those footsteps so and of course we saw brett baker with the um, shout out on her gear. She had the NWO black and white this time. Yep. Uh, she did the red and, red and black the before. So, um, you know, good little, uh, what else? And then the um, MSK had NWO shirts. Kevin yep. Owens did it. So, yep. yeah, we had a few tributes throughout the week on him. And I didn't put him in our news, but obviously we talked him up there. But I did want to start with some news, Greg. I can't remember if we've talked about Vader being inducted, but the latest inductees are Vader, which is long, long overdue. I think we did talk about, but uh, the other end, <laughs> Queen Charmel, which, yeah, I got nothing on her, Greg. I couldn't even tell you a match. She, I mean, maybe she had a match. I know she came out with Booker T, and obviously he'll induct her. Uh, I do wonder who Vader, I mean, I feel like Mick Foley should do Vader. I mean, him and Vader had some pretty good WCW stuff. Yeah. If I remember right, or, or maybe they do like, you know, how they did Paul Bear, maybe have the sons induct him or something like, you know, kind of talk him up and get the award. But uh, Queen Charmel, though, Greg, is kind of a, eh, like, you know, we're just doing Booker T a favor, I guess. I don't know why she's going in. <laughs> right. I mean, all aside from being just an annoying presence at ringside who ran distractions, what did she do? You know, did she have one great match? No. So it was, it was very you, much a head scratcher. The big moment was Boogeyman, what? Uh, spitting worms in her mouth? That's pretty much the only moment that <laughs> I even think of when I think of Queen Charmel. So. Um, yeah, I mean, like we said, I mean, it really should be all about the undertaker. I, I get, you know, I need to stop going on that, going on that, you know, bridge, but, um, and and of course they are building it up. Like it probably will just be the undertaker getting the whole speech thing. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, and the other big news, Greg, (laughs) will he, won't he, he is, he isn't, he's gone radio silent. No, he's still back. So it sounds like it is official, but not official, <laughs> that Cody Rhodes is on the cards, Greg, for WrestleMania, siding with WWE. I mean, he needs to show up, right? I mean, do they really wait till WrestleMania? Maybe Seth just has to call out somebody and then Cody Rhodes shows up? I mean, I guess at well, this rate, it probably have to. 
Right, because there's only one week left before WrestleMania. So unless you're going to unpackage him next week at the go-home show, there's no other recourse except to do it at the actual event. So um, how do you feel about that? Well, just going back to the WrestleMania I went to, 33, with the Hardys, Mm -hmm. And the same speculation going around the whole lead up to WrestleMania. Yeah. Will the Hardys be there? Will they not? And having them show up on the, the event where nobody still didn't know if they were there or not. When that music finally hit, the place went bananas. I mean, if there was a roof on it, it would have been blown off. That pop was so loud. That's true. And I can't think of anybody else maybe other than the undertaker that got a bigger pop than the than the hardys did the place was so crazy so i don't know if his pop is going to be that big um just because given, it feels like some of the luster may have worn off and that's what i was afraid right. of like the momentum right. you know i think it would get a bigger pop if seth rollins gets in and challenges somebody and the undertaker comes out yeah. but um to have cody do it it would still get a big, big reaction. And uh, just out of surprise of seeing that it is real, because, you know, you read one site and he's, he has signed, you read another, he is not. And <laughs> it's the biggest you know, it, off again, on again relationship we've ever seen. Right. Which dirt <laughs> sheet do you believe? And, uh, you know, until we see it in the flesh, we're like, okay, wait yes. me when it's over kind of thing. But if it happens at WrestleMania, us. he's the big entrance. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm in, yeah. and uh, let's see what happens here. So, especially if he has a match against with Seth Rollins, because we know we're going to get an instant classic. So, um, I hope it happens, and you know it would be a big deal. But it, it, the best thing to do with now is to keep it under wraps until WrestleMania, because doing it next week would be pointless. Nobody's going to really watch the Go Home Show because we know what we're going to get with the Go Home Show. So, yeah, I'd say for WrestleMania if I were them. Yeah, and that's a, and like you know, like you brought and I was at WrestleMania 34 where John Cena kept calling out the Undertaker. We didn't know, you know, if we get that. That's the only thing that I do wonder, Greg, if we will get the barn burner match, or we would get some quick, you know, squash match because it's like a quick return. It's you know, it's a big return. You know, do they want the return? To be bigger than the match, and then maybe Seth and Cody fight at Backlash, you know, in a 17, 15, 60 minute match, you know, that really, you know, can deliver how we want it. Because you know what, you know, we're all at WrestleMania, we're about more about the moments. All right, SummerSlam, you know, you had Bianca, or you had Becky Lynch squash Bianca. So I wonder, you know, if we'll get the barber match or if we'll just get, I mean, and that's what's weird too. I mean, Seth probably needs a win at WrestleMania just with the way he's been built, but then Cody coming back, you know, at WrestleMania, like he can't lose, you know, because if he yeah. loses that, that first match back, what is every AW fan, you know, diehard fan going to say, oh, look, WWE screwed him <laughs> over again. And yep. so that's what it is kind of interesting. And that's why I almost would like some build up to it because like you can have Cody Rhodes calling out Seth like, hey, 
you know, I can't get Triple H, but I'm going to get Triple H's boy or something like that if they go that route. But I guess that's the thing, too. I, I want to know what route are they going to play it up? You know, give it some sort of direction with it. So, uh, But right. like you said, the intrigue is going to be there because we're only two weeks away. Like today is officially two weeks away, which, like I said, it just feels crazy to think. So, um, And then, like you said as well, you'll read – We'll read tomorrow, maybe that <laughs> Cody Rhodes is not officially signed. So, right, um, somebody, somebody is being a mole and having to every other day say something different. So, it's probably Pharaoh, the dog. The dog is probably leaking all this information. Or, uh, or Liberty, it's the baby. I think it's the baby leaking all this <laughs> off again, on again. So, um, that's kind of well, I, I did bring up as well, Greg. Uh, don't forget to keep voting for our champion of champions bracket. Uh, right now we got some votes coming in. All the matchups are set. We're going to let this, you know, kind of roll through the weekend, see who kind of takes titles and uh, move ahead to next week. I guess real quick, Greg, who are your final four picks for the NCAA? Uh, okay, you know what? Andy. Did you do I that haven't bracket? even. No. Okay. Um, I barely watch any college basketball. It is as it is, but uh, until NC State gets back in there, uh, I pick Duke. So okay. there's there's your winner straight out the. Uh, you know, I pick I mean, Duke every year. That would be the fairy tale ending to Coach K's. And that, well, that's what's weird too. Would people, because Coach K is kind of a heel. I mean, you know, yeah. would people feel good about it or hate it. I mean, it'd be, I think it'd be the both ends, you know, obviously Duke fans will love it because he go out on top and then some, it's like Tom Brady, you know, the same, you know, like, oh, we didn't even get to that, but we're not going to get to that because whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, right. He's, uh, he's coming back anyway. So uh, I went with the good old Zags of Gonzaga, the Bulldogs. It's funny because I felt like they won it once, but then I think they haven't. So, and I've even seen some people turn on them because, you know, they're not the darling, which they haven't been for about 10 years now. <laughs> I mean, they've been pretty pop, you know, pretty big and a good team or well, a great team just haven't finished a job. So I'm like, you got to finish that job and let Mark Few have his moments. So um, I did go uh, Gonzaga, number one seed overall. Didn't really, didn't really go out of the limb with mine, my pick, Greg. But uh, Kentucky went down though here in Indianapolis. That was pretty big, uh, number two uh, seed, okay. losing to uh, St. Peter's. So we did not get Kentucky Murray State, the Battle of Kentucky there. But uh, yeah, so and I think a couple upsets last night. So um, I'm not. I'll be honest. So I haven't watched any minute of, you know. And that's the thing. That's what's funny. Like I love. The tournament happening on St. Patrick's Day weekend, and then I just don't get a chance to watch anything. So I'll probably probably have it on in the background today at some point and uh, kind of let it play. But uh, Greg, did you have any news that caught your eye that I might have missed before we uh, do a quick commercial break and get right into Raw? No, but then we got did a good job. I'm surprised that um, with SmackDown being here last night that uh, I didn't see any wrestlers walking through the airport. So I was bummed by that. Never hide it from and, you. Uh, I think so. That uh, came out on the international concourse, or I was on the international concourse last night. So 
okay. You know, nobody went wandering through the international concourse, but hopefully I see somebody going home today. Yeah. So, so keep my fingers open. Now we're at Jacksonville a couple times and didn't see any wrestlers, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But All you know, right. Nikita Lyons, come come see me. my worst segue into the rogue energy i apologize my producer got quick to the button i did not get to shout out rogue energy for all your energy needs so there we go um raw was pretty much what the kevin owens and seth rollins show greg pretty much yeah so we'll just kind of hit those we had kevin owens come out the beginning seth rollins was towards the middle where we all thought cody rhodes would come out being in Jacksonville, he did not. He said that he wants to have the Rollins report come back and, you know, interview or fight Stone Cold Steve Austin. This made me think of when people wanted to fight. Uh, I think that's when CM Punk won the match to go against The Undertaker. I cannot remember who CM Punk beat Greg, but I know there was that whole who's going to face The Undertaker for streak. And uh, this is what that felt like. We just, you know, a lot of back and forth between Kevin Owens I mean, a pretty good match at the end. And, you know, I still thought, oh, we're going to get. And, you know, we did have Corey Graves leave with the nightmare has been dashed <laughs> for Cody. So, you know, that has to lead <laughs> to Cody Rose or for Seth, sorry, uh, leading to Cody Rose. But uh, some thoughts on the, you know, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins match and just the segments that they had there, Greg. Yeah, this is a you know, send up for what we've missed with uh, WWE with the long-term storytelling. Mm -hmm. This whole thing with Seth and Kale and the best friends thing that been doing lately. And it's just been rolling and evolving. And now it's gone from, you know, not wanting to have anything to do with each other when Kevin Noyes is doing his, you know, I'm not a liar bit mm -hmm. to them linking up doing the tag team thing and now we're seeing the selfish breakup of this team and you know now you know Seth's true color is coming out and trying to use ko to get his wrestlemania moment mm -hmm. and it's just great storytelling it's you know taking you know months to get here but now that's what made that main event match feels so different and real because that whole match you could feel Kevin's frustration coming through the screen you know I work for it this is my moment I finally got what I want and now here's my best friend with air quotes 
you know, trying to take it from me. And, you know, did it happen to me? I'd be pissed off, too. I'd be talking smack while I was stopping a hole in you, the same as he was. So I've been loving it, the way they've let this unfold and let it breathe. And this is what happens when you give it time to evolve and unfold the way it should. And that main event at the end paid it off perfectly. Uh, it was Is a this fantastic the end of the match. For them, do you think? Uh, I there's going to be some other interaction. I think before you know next week, I believe because I think there's going to be another kind of testy face to face. But uh, um, as far as the team, yeah, uh, I still like to know, see best friends no more run, and like a title run. For them, even if it's a short one, I think like that would be the best payoff. You know, they both go WrestleMania, get their own matches, but but then again, you almost feel like it is that was probably a good send off to the team last night. So, or I mean, last yeah, week. But. yeah, uh, but yeah, shout out to them. It was a great match, and you know, at this, it it took Kevin Owens from being the guy that nobody trusts to becoming a sympathetic character because now Seth Rollins is going to group in at the last minute and take his spot with the interview segment with Stone Cold. So you don't want that, you know, the buildups for Kevin and, and Stone Cold. So, um, you know, glad that Kevin got the win and Seth is going to have to do his own thing. And it's the perfect way to, to, to check off, you know, this storyline and, you know, propelled them in different directions. So I think we should leave it as it is. It was fun while it lasted, but, yeah. you know, they were here for a good time and not a long time. That makes sense, yeah. Um, and then speaking of tag team division, I, I mean, it looks like all sides are pointing to adding Alpha Academy to the Street Profits RK Bro match at WrestleMania. Uh, we had a really solid match with, you know, um, Montez, and Riddle, which is not, you know, shouldn't be a surprise, obviously. But um, how are we feeling about, you know, adding Alpha Academy? I mean, it totally makes sense. I'm sure they'll find their way into it next week, Greg. Especially now that we've done the women's match, women's tag team titles overall will be a fatal four-way after SmackDown last night. We'll see what other tag teams we can – does Leah need a tag team partner, Greg, to get in the women's tag team match at this rate? But, man, we're just – we're, I, I wonder if we'll just get the – I don't think we'll get the women's battle royal, it sounds like, because, I mean, you have, what, 10 women now, or eight women now involved in that. So, uh, But anyways, getting back to the men's side of things with Raw tag team titles, I mean, RK Bro, Street Profits, Alpha Academy, at WrestleMania, you know, that could that could kind of be one of the steal, steal the show matches. I mean, just with all the talent there, letting them go at it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Alpha Academy deserves it. They've done amazing work over the last months, you know, going from a team that, you know, nobody cares about to being a segment that you don't leave the TV. You know, this is not a back bathroom break moment. You want to sit there and watch the magic unfold when Otis and Gable are in the ring. And, uh, it's been awesome. So they did definitely deserve to be put in the match. Street Profits, RK, bro, you can't go wrong. And it was perfect to keep, you know, Street Profits on the on the periphery. And, mm -hmm. you know, while they can take some L's, they still 
win some and you know it keeps them in the mix and i was hoping for a uh, street profits heel turn because that's what that kind little of interview like segment that. it was feeling like it was they were going to turn it up and go to their heel side um and i think they stopped just short of that with uh, alpha academy coming out so you have kind of three fan favorite kind of teams with alpha academy being kind of the one sitting on the fence yeah. but um you know, I was I was hoping for a, just a straight up street profits heel turn because I love the profits whether they're strict or face or heel, uh, and we haven't seen what heel street profits could do. But mm-hmm. uh, go from the Usos example when they stopped wearing the uh, rainbow colors and dancing around the stage and just went the straight black and white and becoming killers. You know, people love them even more. Um, you know, street profits because they have the same uh, impact, uh, yeah. same same type of response. So almost like I'm a new day curious. where they just they just kind of turn organically. You wonder, or or you almost wonder if maybe when the street profits break up, if like Dawkins will go heel, or you know, or Montez goes heel, kind of want to do it. So, um, like you said, yeah. I think I'd rather do a a heel turn for them just to kind of see how it will play out. You know, right. kind of let them, um, you know, and especially if they win the tag team titles. Uh, we've already seen them win it before, but, you know, the heel side of things always kind of brings out your true colors, as they say. So um, how about the women's side of stuff, Greg? We did have Liv Morgan defeat Queen Zelina. Like I said, SmackDown, we kind of, we have Natalia and Shayna Baszler added to the uh, tag team title picture just out of nowhere. Um yeah, but pretty much we can assume, Greg, that Zelina and Carmel are losing those tag team titles. I don't know. I guess not now. I mean, now you almost probably have to keep it on them just to give them that, like, oh, well, we had three teams come after us, but we were able to keep it. Now it might be yeah. like the other way. So how are you feeling about it, Greg? Well, you know, this is Naomi and Sasha's is, is in the bag. and um, Yeah. It does just give them the out going. It took three teams to beat us and yada, yada. And and they've done a great job with the dissolution of the Carmella and Zelina team with uh, them harping on the the new podcast or the uh, the new YouTube show with uh, Corey and Carmella and just playing it up. So, like, we didn't know that they were a couple beforehand. They're really laid it on thick with the segments with Carmela and Corey interacting on camera. So, um, you know, it's it's a done deal. They're definitely not keeping the titles after WrestleMania, but um, no, it is what it is. It's going to be a coordination for I mean, Sasha and if, Naomi. So if people are tired of Tay Conti, or Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara, can you only imagine if we got Carmela and Corey Graves like on TV. I mean, man, like, yeah. And then Bianca Belair defeated Dewdrop for the what fourth time in four months, <laughs> whatever it is. But um, Becky Lynch coming out there promising to cut the hair. <coughs> I would think, Greg, um, Bianca's got plenty of hair to cut. So if you just cut off a little part of the ponytail, you know, the braid, there's still quite a bit left. So. 
Um, I'll be interested to see if they actually go that route. Do you think they pull the trigger on and have it Bianca lose some of her hair, Greg? Not all of it. I mean, there's a lot of hair there. I mean, it would take <laughs> it would take the old Curtis <laughs> the Bridge Cake barber shears to like totally get rid of that braid. But you know, maybe the little snippet that you know does the most whipping. I wonder if they might pull out something with that before WrestleMania. No, if if you're gonna do something like that, you have to do it at WrestleMania because then you take away the shock value of the braid being cut. Yeah. And one, that's her trademark. So I don't know why in the world she would ever agree to, to having it cut at all. Uh, I can imagine she probably has to cut her hair in a decade or so to have it that yeah. long. And yeah. you know, it's that's not an extension. That's real hair. Oh yeah. And um, so. You know, you have to feel some kind of way about it. If you're going to cut it, you're going to do it on the biggest stage in the world. And so yeah, I don't think any of it gets sacrificed next week. Maybe just the threat comes out and she pulls out some shears or something and we get inches away from it happening. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. So if it's going to happen, it would happen at WrestleMania. But I don't think any of us, any of us can picture Bianca without the braid now. So. Uh, it would be so weird, but it, that would be a huge kind of shock and awe moment. And you're going to save that for when you're making your money. That's true. Yeah. Um, some other things, Damian Priest defeated Finn Bauer. You know, we're just going back. Damian Priest trying to, you know, turn into the heel personality. Uh, almost defeated Com Commander Aziz. Uh, I still think Commander Aziz do not answer any calls from Stanford, Connecticut, because... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see him lasting much longer past WrestleMania. But you know what? This is this this is WWE screwing this up because if they do it saved. right, this could be a banger of a match. You know, yeah. they could they could have played this totally different. You know, two giants, two guys who are can almost look each other eye to eye, mm -hmm. and you know, you give them the right angle where. They're both beasts, and they both mow through people on the way to each other. Yeah. And then you have a, you know, OMG moment with those two facing off. And you just killed it with, you know, a five-minute squash match, pretty much. Right. Almost. I mean, you just project them both as beasts, have them have a knockdown drag out at WrestleMania. They both get a huge moment, and they both become bigger stars. And you're just squandering Aziz by doing it like this. So when I was watching that match, I'm like, this is a huge waste of time because, you know, you look at Aziz and, you know, remember the uh, the ill-fated Raw Underground where he was <laughs> Dabakato and just yeah. destroying kids. You know, there was, there was so much meat on the bone right there that they could have used and just short-sightedness and just let's put over almost and just forget this guy and they're totally wasting it. And I'll still contend I would have liked to see Raw Underground what they could have really done with it. I think I think they tried it. It's like one of those things where they, you know, they start it and just pull the plug too soon. I think, you know, there could have been some legs there because they have plenty of legit fighters, you know. <laughs> you got Riddle, you got Brock. I mean, you know, you have Baron Corbin, who's a golden gloves boxer. I mean, you got uh, you know, MMA guys, Bobby Lashley, so um, that is one of those ideas. I think if they could have fleshed it out a little bit more, you know, who knows what you could have done. 
especially if you, you know, kind of gave its own half hour maybe or something, you know, kind of, you know, gave it a different feel from the rest of the show. But uh, anyways, that's just my, my small gripe there. Uh, Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio beat the Hurt Business. No big surprise there. I think I was surprised to see them show up on NXT the next night, though, Greg. Uh, were you yeah. pretty surprised to see them show up there? No, not really, because they've been saying that uh, Escobar is, you know, the face of Lucha Libre or the greatest luchador. And, and anytime we think about it, we're going to think of Rey Mysterio. Um, so it's fitting that he turned up in that segment and him going, you know, Dominic is going to be the new face of Lucha Libre or uh, the greatest luchador. You know, it's this is the place for it for Dominic is in NXT, uh, oh, yeah. not on Raw. So yeah. I would like to see him down there. And, you know, he fits better with the uh, legato uh, rivalry than he does anywhere on Raw. So I hope he stays down there and, you know, cuts his teeth more and, you know, comes back a bigger star. So it's the perfect place for the Mysterios. Or like we said, if you call Plagato, then you got a feud right there. And because I feel like yeah. they're too big for down there. But then Dominic is too little for Raw. So it's a weird, it's a weird dilemma there. But um, and then Edge with his new Ultra Bridge music. He loves that band, Greg, because uh, he's used it for his team songs. So, um, you know, not much. I think I want to see how I want to see if he wrestles differently. You know, maybe not too different, but like, what does he add? You know, kind of changing up the character. So, what does he do ring wise? And then, how's AJ Styles going to respond back? Uh, I think he'll be back on Monday. So, I want, I'm, that's really, I think, what we really want to see there. The music, you know, I kind of came in late. I think I just was kind of tuned out at first. I didn't really hear it, Greg. So, you know, next week I'll have to make sure I kind of turn my ears up and get a feel for what the new music of his edge, because. It did sound pretty different, so, uh, you know, but I, I still want to see what kind of, you know, does he add a submission? Well, he's kind of tried a submission move before. I thought he used it on Orton, maybe the crossface or something like that. You know, you wonder, like, what would he do differently ring-wise to kind of complete the character change? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you. Was the, I heard the music. I'm like, okay, it's going to take a minute to get used to because <laughs> yeah. I, I know what the, the the thought I had was um, I went to a concert and I saw um, Coheed and Cambria is one of the opening acts yeah. and my thought of Coheed and Cambria was great band but I can't stand the singer his <laughs> his voice after 20 minutes is too much for me and if they if they had a different singer, I would I would buy this band a hundred percent, and I think that's the impression I was left with with Alter Bridge. If the, that's what it was, is the same thing. I liked the music, but I didn't like the vocals that went with it. So it may take some time to to get on board with it, see if get used to it. Yeah. But um, that was my first thought. So I don't remember the music exactly, but it was my first thought. But I thought of Coheed and Cambria. So we'll see when we're here again next week. 
I guess we won't have them on the podcast. Geez, just just a singer. <laughs> <laughs> they are too comic book nerdy for us. I think I think that's uh, yeah. But that that is an interesting discussion about bands and lead singers and because uh, I am not a Johnny Cash fan at all, Greg. The voice I'm just like are Bob Dylan. Those are my two. Mm-hmm. Like I I understand the influence. I understand the respect factor i understand what they did but if a bob dylan song comes on i am turning that <laughs> channel so quickly i don't need to hear knock knock on heaven's door by bob dylan anymore i don't need to hear my guns and roses on my guns and roses either but that's a whole like i said that's a whole nother discussion so uh, but yes my two least favorites so uh that was raw so let's go on to the next event which was NXT 2.0, which the big stories there, I guess we could talk up, Greg, is we are going to get stand and deliver with Dolph Ziggler, with Brom Breaker. You know, we had kept mentioning, why don't you do this on Mania? It looks like they'll just, this will just be the main event for stand and deliver, um, which, you know, I understand. But at, I guess at the same time, it makes you wonder, does Braun get the title back? What are you thinking, Greg? Yeah, yeah I think this met or is being set up for Braun to get the title back at Mania. Um, you know, have a big moment and you know, beating Ziggler to do it, you know, is gonna help uh increase his star power. Uh I still would rather see him and Champa for a third time than uh him and Zolf, but no, it is what it is. I get while they're do- why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ziggler is the bigger star than Champa is. Uh, his track record, future world ch- or former world champion, having held now every title there is to hold in WWE, um, it's a bigger deal beating Dolph Ziggler than it is beating Tommaso Champa, which he's already done, and. Uh, you know, he gets his WrestleMania moment. I guess by putting it on the same day as WrestleMania, you know, maybe by proxy day. it's a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> uh, the people who the people who are gonna be watching WrestleMania are gonna be watching this too. So Yeah, that's um, and probably the last a, moment, the last shot of Stand and Deliver, like Braun holding the title. Right. You know, a good closing shot. Um Right, drop um, some balloons or some confetti or whatever, yeah. and really put it over the top. And maybe even have him, you know, if he does win it, maybe you could at least have him come out at WrestleMania, you know, like introduce him as the new NXT champ, you know, you know, at least give him that kind of shine. But um, yeah. speaking of Champa, what about his promo? Uh, you know, then <laughs> if there's one thing NXT loves, Greg, it's backstage assault and fake retirement <laughs> speech. Well. I guess real in Johnny Gargano's case, but yeah, they love these, you know, I don't know what the future holds for me. And then Tony D'Angelo comes out there and gives him the low blow, gives him the, what was it like the Godfather-esque type kiss, <laughs> kiss of death. So um, that should be a barn burner though. I think, you know, like you said, Braun getting over on Dolph and then Tony D'Angelo getting over on Champ is probably a very good sign for Tony Angelo and how they position him. So, yeah. uh, but I, I love, you know, I, 
I wish he could have just laid it out how he did. You know, not sure. I almost joked, Greg, I was like, man, if Cody's not signed, just let Champa and Seth Rollins go at it. I mean, why not? You know, that <laughs> what better way for Champa to go out than, you know, a barn burn of a match with Seth Rollins? I mean, I'm sure they yeah. fought each other back in their indie days, but you know, all media weekend letting Champa have that last moment. I mean, you'd have to <laughs> you'd almost have to call it quits. He not call it quits, but you'd almost want to move on to something else just to kind of move that. But um Tony D'Angelo, I think he I think he's gonna have some shine after this, you know, after this match, Greg. I think they're really gonna start to put a rocket ship on him towards maybe the North American title, I would assume. Yeah, he's he's looking really good and people are buying in on the gimmick and it looks real when he does it. It doesn't look forced or he's mm-hmm. trying to um you know play somebody on TV or be a yeah. fake Tony Soprano or whatever. Um looking at it and watching him, he looks the part, he sounds the part, and it seems natural for him. Yes. And that's why we're, you know, getting behind it. Um Having him knock off Champa is a huge feather in his cap with, you know, Champa's, you know, being the heartbeat of NXT for a long time. Um, he's already sent Pete Dunn packing, and, you know, this is another legend Wait, for his. <laughs> right. That's right. He's Butch. He, he beat him so bad he changed his name. He went into he he went his protection. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how on WWE is like you knew him as a different name, but we know him as yeah, okay, buddy, okay. You think this is the last um, call for Champa? It sounds like it. Um, and like I said, it, it's, these last few weeks feel like screen tests to see if people, you know, on the main roster were getting behind him, and you know, having him in a good eight nine minute match. Um, against a established star i think reaction has been great i think he's definitely passed the screen test um i hate that he changed his music um uh, because to think that no one will survive was is a huge part of his uh character but you know it is what it is wwe is going to mess with stuff um but they haven't changed his look they haven't changed his um made him change his moves things like that mm-hmm. so Everybody knows who Champa is, and um, he's he's destined for the main roster now. So, a, a great banger of a match with D'Angelo. You know, going out the door is you know a great way to go. I like the speech. I was waiting for somebody to interrupt it the whole time, but nobody yeah. did. So, that is also a sign where, you know, you're like, okay, he's definitely gone if he's going to get to pontificate for, you know five Forever. minutes about <laughs> yeah, yeah about how long he's been here and the things he's done and yada yada and nobody cuts in and knocks him out um so yeah i think he's as good as gone you know past the screen test welcome to raw or smackdown so i'm, I'm happy for him and then he can put over d'angelo out the door and mm-hmm. d'angelo can use that to his character i've been taking out this guy and this guy and you know mm-hmm. these legends and you know and he will Who's be that? You know, yeah, he will be champ sometime in the next year, I'd say. So, yeah. uh, love the way they're doing it with him and uh, giving Champa, you know, all this time before he leaves because he deserves it. 
I'm kind of selfish. I think I'd still love Champa and Gargano to like team up in AW. I mean, just you know, like the Hardys last run. Um, you know, maybe was one kind of run together in AW. Really, you know, FTR matches there, uh, Jurassic Express matches. Um, you know, uh, Private Party. I mean, every you know, there's just so many good tag teams there uh, that you could fight with. But um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, we're next. How about the tag team division? So it's pretty much going to be Creed Brothers, MSK Imperium at Stand Deliver. I'm going to call it Greg. I know we're not at predictions yet, but I think this should be the Creed Brothers coming out party, holding those titles high at the end of their match, um, with Imperium and MSK. How are you, uh, where are you kind of pulling for Greg and teams there? No, I'm with that, that, um, it should be the Creed Brothers. I've been off the MSK bandwagon for since it came into station, pretty much. Um, I know what they were going for, but I don't think they ever got there, even with doing the whole shaman bit. And uh, Imperium's had a great long run with the titles. And, you know, this is the moment for a title switch to happen. So, you know, and, and people are down with the Creeds. So, yeah. you know, the Creed chance the whole match uh, when they're in there. So uh, I, I think it's going to happen, too. Um, women's side of things, let's go there real quick, because <laughs> we had Makeout City with, you know, Indy Hartwell and Dexter and Persia and Duke. We did have Indy pick up the win. I was kind of surprised Indy picked up the win. I thought maybe, you know, Duke might come out and distract Indy and give Persia the win. Is that... Were you kind of surprised with Indy picking up the win, Greg? No, not really. Um, well, for one, you figured Dexter's going to be under the ring. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's made that entrance many times. Mm-hmm. And that, if they figured there's going to be a moment where all four of them are around ringside and something was going to happen. So the ending didn't surprise me at all. Um, doing all these you know, couples things in NXT seems kind of, uh, yeah, they're really <laughs> diminishing everybody involved because yeah. um, they're not just doing it with these two couples, but they're doing it with the the Brooks and Jensen or whatever yeah. their their names yeah. are, Brooks and Dunn, whoever, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, putting the dude on the dating app or whatever, um, you know, too much focus on, you know, the dating and then the wrestling. So, you know, I've been pretty put off with it. You know, you get one angle that works out great, and then you're going to try to multiply it times four or five other wrestlers. It's kind of pointless. And mm-hmm. Waste of uh, TV time. And then we also had Tiffany Stratton defeat Saray. Really just take it to her even before she gets out the entrance. You know, I think that's that is kind of a different way to go about it. You know, just try to, you know, when she takes the necklace off and all that. So, um, you know, just building up that Tiffany. I mean, she's got a good mm-hmm. look, look, you know, moves decent in the ring. I mean, that finish with the gymnastic stuff, um, you know, and then, you know, maybe maybe this, maybe we start seeing a more aggressive side of Saray because I think we need that. I think that's how I'm kind of looking at both ends of the spectrum there for each woman. Uh, what about yourself, Greg? Yeah, interesting angle. You know, what's it, what happens if you take 
the amulet away before she transforms, you know, so it's, uh, (laughs) right. Apparently. So, you know, why don't you keep that amulet? I was looking to see if she recovered it while she was taking that beat down. And, um, she did, she did it while she was out of camera shot. So it'd be interesting to see what happens next week. But I like that aspect of it, that she got to her before she changed and, you know, it's like beating up Clark Kent instead of beating up Superman and um, see where it goes with it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this this current crop of women, though. You know, they they're so green and they don't they haven't really grown into their bodies character wise. Um, I see Tiffany Stratton could have uh, potential. She reminds me of like China's little sister with her look and just blonde. Um, but if she can accomplish half of what China did, she'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but just physically, this kind of what she reminds me of. And, um, you know, the other girls just haven't done anything yet to make you stand up and take notice. Mm-hmm. So aside from the black and gold crop of girls and the tweeners like Raquel and Dakota, there's not much to see down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of off on the women's scene right now, aside from my uh, Don't Tell Oscar girlfriend, uh, mm-hmm. Nikki Ly- yeah. Nikita Lyons. Oh, the- Nikita Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yo, Kayla Ray and uh, Wendy Chu. So yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting crop of women right now. And I know they, they have another class they just recruited a lot of uh, college athletes in that current crop coming up too. Uh, they did sign the Rock C, who was the big independent wrestler that everybody wanted. Uh, I think she's only like 19, 20-ish, or maybe 19. So we'll be able to see what they do with her. Um, how about mm-hmm. speaking about the thoughts, Kushida eats an L, Greg. Uh, talk about a... I, I guess in a way, Kushida just never took off, maybe, it seemed like. You know, I, I guess he did right. have a great way but he was touted, you know, so high and just never, it hasn't really lived up to it. I mean, almost like a Tommy, you know, Kenta type where Kushida's mm-hmm. like known for ridiculously good matches. And I don't think we've seen it now. And then we get this eight kid coming from the NXT UK, uh, you know, showing off a little bit and seeing what he can do now. So um, whatever direction you want to go with that, great, you can have at it. Yeah, Kushida has been a disappointment. He's has a, a few good matches. Um, remember uh, a run he had against the uh, Undisputed Era where he had some really good matches. Um, they tried doing the time splitters thing when uh, Alex Shelley came back mm-hmm. and uh, put them together, and that failed. And now he's doing the jacket time game. Whereas aside from you know the goofy promos, there's really nothing to it. Um, so it's been a real bummer. I, I know injuries had a lot to do with it too. He's picked the wrong time to get injured on a few occasions, and what little push he was getting uh, got curbed. So, um, you know, it's a bummer because you could see that you know the guy's good. You know, his move set was really good, and he was having good matches. But you know, then he get injured, then he disappear, and um it's hard to you know get that engine going again 
at the level that it was before. So, yeah, he's he seemed to be, you know, kind of a wasted, lost in the shuffle kind of talent now. It's, it's better I'd shift him off to UK or, you know, let him let him go because his, his time seems to be over. I wonder, you know, if after what WrestleMania, you know. Usually we see the big cuts then start, you know, starting then. So, um, Santos Escobar defeated Cameron Grimes. Uh, do we see Cameron Grimes make a right main roster run? I kind of feel like, you know, they're, they kind of have slowed him down a lot. And you wonder if it is to get him more ready for the main roster. Do you kind of see that happening, Greg? Looks like it. Yeah. Um, he's losing all his matches and, uh, his last promo, he's, he's, you know, aware of it and, you know, finally get, looks like he's getting to that breaking point of, you know, can't take this anymore. And, you know, mm-hmm. I got to do something different. And hopefully it ends up with him being on the main roster. Cause you know, there's nothing left for him to do down there. He's lost to Carmelo. He's lost to uh, Tony D. He's been taking L's all over the place. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's not really anywhere else to slot him in. But he's too talented not to be used. So, you know, you bring him up to the main roster where you can reboot him and, you know, put him over big again because people are going to get behind the gimmick. They're going to get behind the whole uh, to the moon stuff. And, you know, he'll be fine, but it's time to bring him out of there. That's what, yeah, it just is interesting how he's been positioned. And then, like we said, Dominique, defeated Dominic Mysterio, defeated Raul Mendoza. You wonder if he'll go get Joaquin Wilde next week. And, you know, maybe we'll see. I mean, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say, you know, Dominic looks much better down there. You know, looks like he belongs better down there. So I would be fine. I just don't think that, you know, just because he looks good down there, Greg, I I don't have faith that they'll put him down there. I I don't think they want to split him off from Ray yet, but Stranger things have happened, so we'll see. You know, I didn't expect Dolph Ziggler to be NXT champion head in Mania, so, you know, things yeah. can happen. But um, that's kind of what I got on NXT, so let's go right into SmackDown. Um, this pretty much was the <laughs> Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey story. I mean, our biggest matches for Mania are coming from SmackDown side of things. That's why I feel a little sad for Raw, just because, you know, it – you're just trying to throw whatever you can as your big buildup for that because right now all your champions are there. So, um, and Brock Lesnar, Greg, has turned into Stone Cold uh, with driving whatever he can <laughs> and destroying stuff. And um, really good segment, though. You know, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how, if the match gives us anything different, you know, maybe Brock trying to make Roman tap out instead of, you know, just, you know, hurting him or whatever. But, um not much to really add though right i mean we're we're pretty much hitting all the spots so i kind of would just get to the match is that how you're feeling greg no i'm i'm loving this because you know i'm team brock one million percent and it's been so weird because after watching brock for what two decades plus and thinking i've seen it all um We'd never really seen Brock do a babyface run without Paul Heyman. 
So it's been really fun to watch him get on the mic and do it himself because I wasn't even sure Brock could cut a promo by himself. Uh, But he gets in there and I was talking about being real. You know, when Brock gets in there and he gets on the mic, that whatever he says, that's real because he's going to say what he wants to say and he's going to leave. Even in that promo, after he brought the the car door to the ring, uh, you have a feeling he probably forgot what he was going to say or what was, you know, written for him to say. And he just said, I'm coming for your blood and I'm on it. That's it. And he was good with it. So, but having him do a segment or Paul Hegman, Paul Heyman less uh, run, and it's just him. It's been great. It's been gold. And it's been a side of Brock that we haven't got to see because we haven't heard him say more than 20 words during a run because he's always had Paul Heyman there. And uh, so I've been fascinated by that. Um, I want to see more of it. And the crowd's eating it up, too, because of the same reason because yeah. we haven't heard him say very much and you know now he's doing it all on his own and he does have a stone cold uh quality to him you know driving the forklift that segment was great with the the car chase and you know the spearing the limo with the with the forklift and uh all the things it was great mm-hmm. uh, it's a little red herrings and they're going to have a face-to-face um meeting and then have it devolve into just that, but, um, but yeah, it's great. I'm here for all of Brock's run just by himself, no Heyman, and mm-hmm. you know, let Brock be Brock, and yeah. you know, it's it's TV magic. So, you know, even past this, what he was doing before with with Sammy, and what he was doing before that, you know, everything he's done in this run by himself has been fantastic. So I want to see it for as long as it can go. And just on the personality show, you know, I'm sure he has a humor that we just don't ever see. So I think it's like you right. said, it has been interesting to kind of bring that out on the opposite end. We had Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, you know, go at it again, kind of trying to one up the tap out stuff. Um, Ronda took that, that power bomb though. And, uh, I wonder if she bit her tongue because she was bleeding from the mouth a little bit. And she did make sure to show it to the camera, which I do give her a lot yeah. of credit, you know, kind of show that off. So I think we're still waiting, though, Greg, for that official Adam Pierce to say it is a submission match because I feel like that's mm-hmm. going to be the extra juice that this needs. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like you, I was waiting for, you know, this little interview segment to be, I'll make you tap out, make you tap out. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a submission match and just get it out the way because that's definitely where it's going it needs um, it too in a with way. all the submission talk and yeah and we've never seen charlotte tap out you know officially in a match you know we saw her tap out to rock around his ankle lock but mm-hmm. um we've never seen charlotte tap out in a match that i can remember mm-hmm. um and ronda i've never seen ronda tap out so even going back to her ufc career when she's lost, the two times she's lost, she she got knocked out. So yeah. we've never seen Ronda tap out either. So mm-hmm. it that definitely would be the the juice, like you said, to this match that has been missing. And you know, the two toughest women on the brand 
you know, in a submission match, want him has to tap out. Yeah, I'm I'm in for that. So because the whole build up to it has been lackluster. The promos have been sketchy. Uh, that fire that they had a, a couple years ago is gone, and they've had trouble rekindling it. So they've laid the right groundwork with this whole submission angle. But when you make when you, once you make it official, Mr. Adam Pierce. Yep. You know, and make it a submission match. Now, now you got it. Yeah. Now we can't, you know, look away from it. If it's not a submission match, then, you know, it's it's kind of pointless. I mean, it, yeah, it still feels yeah, because it, it would still feel like Becky and Bianca should main event. I mean, honestly, but um, like yeah. you said, if we had that little juice, I was starting to think last men's dandy, but last women's dandy just kind of gets annoying with the making them count. You know, trying to count ten. Every time they're on the ground, it kind of loses the the, the luster if you do it too much. So, um, you know, our yeah. I quit matches, you know, they kind of have that same thing. But um, some other things. Uh, how about Ridge Holland getting a big win over Kofi? That's they definitely have something. In, they definitely see something in Ridge to give him that type of win. I and you know we don't know when Big E's back. I don't know when Xavier Woods is back. So I was like, uh, who's going to come to Kofi's aid if he gets? If he's going to get out teamed by them. So um, what about Rich Holland pick up the big window, Greg, over Kofi? Yeah, I was watching this match with very curious eye because I didn't know if after last week they were going to demote Rich Holland to the job squad and just have him eat a L to Kofi for the uh, revenge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see that... Uh, Woods was back on a house show. Okay. So we may be close to reintroducing him. And, um, you know, as long as that, you know, test run went went fine, he didn't re-injure it or whatever, you know, we'll see uh, Woods back in the mix. And uh, so there'll be at least two of them New Day to avenge E. And, um, you know, they can find a third. But, um, I guess they're giving, you know, Ridge a pass on this since uh, E is okay and they can work this into the storyline. Yeah. And hope it leads to, you know, a, a big reunion for New Day and they keep building up the uh, Seamus, Ridge, and Butch uh, triumvirate. And then you have a legit... <laughs> That's what they look like, yeah. Um, <laughs> They're gonna kick in the song and dance pretty soon. One of these nights, <laughs> fight night. I, I, but, I, I'd be game for them being named that fight night. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what they say every time they come out. But uh, when he comes back, now you have a legit rivalry yeah. based in reality because of the injury, and you know, you put it in a cage or you make it a special match with a uh, a tables match or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the six of them can tear it down. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that's where they're looking at with it because they were saying in the um, update on Big E is that he, d- he won't require surgery. Mm-hmm. And so uh, after it's probably going to be obviously. a number of months. Yeah. yeah. So months from now, he's going to be ready to go again and, you know, come back. 
and then you have a ready-made uh, rivalry and storyline to jump into, and it's going to be red hot the moment he gets back. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Pat, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I was starting to think something, and then the brain went elsewhere. So I do not have anything to add to that eloquency <laughs> that you just put together, Greg. So uh, Pat McAfee, Austin Theory, set to go. We, I, I really wanted to see the on-screen, like Pat McAfee, Vince McMahon, how they're going to play that up. I kind of hated the, he just walks out the door and comes at the ring. Like, you know, I, I wanted to see that interaction. Maybe we still might. Um, but, you know, I guess Pat had to apologize for his actions. And it's going to be interesting to see how him and Austin Theory go with the match. Like, you know, you got two, not, you know, rookies per se, but, you know, two guys that don't have much ring experience. I mean, Austin Theory does, obviously, over Pat. Um, you, and, yeah. But, you know, usually there's more of a better presence in a match. So, um, yeah, a- anything to add there, Greg? <laughs> no, I like the segment. And you, you, you figured with the whole apology thing that we knew what type of apology we were going to get. Yeah. But, you know, Pat's delivery and and – the the put downs that he gave him while he was apologizing mm-hmm. uh, was great. I loved it, and this is what you would would expect out of Pat McAfee. Yeah. So, you know, it's true to his character and true to you know what he brings when he's on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, love that part of it. And Austin Theory being oblivious to go, uh, yep, you apologize to me, you suck, was. <laughs> It was it was a throwback to uh, you know the way Austin Theory just yeah. being uh, clueless to everything. So uh, I loved the whole segment just for those reasons, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not disappointed not seeing Bishop Man interact with him because you know we just seen that, and it's better to leave the uh, you know great and powerful Oz behind the curtain for now and just save it for WrestleMania, you know, for that first interaction and see what happens. If it happens, it doesn't even have to happen at this point. It um, doesn't, but you wonder, <laughs> you just, I mean, Vince McMahon is a kooky, crazy old man. And yeah, true. I feel like you can go without him. being seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So, um, like we brought up before, we got the Fatal 4 win now. Good old Shayna Baszler is so excited, Greg, to be in a tag team title match with Natalia. You know, so I was just kind of yeah. counting. I'm like, I'm like, if we got, so we have eight women here. You have Bianca and Becky, that's 10. Charlotte and Ronda, that's 12. That's 12 of your women's roster right now that's, you know, involved in it. So we're not, there's no way we're getting the women's battle royal at WrestleMania, which is fine because yeah. it doesn't mean anything anyway. But uh, I just feel bad for Aaliyah. Well, who is she going to get now? Because she might as well be in this match with somebody. The Megas <laughs> are, you know, back on TV a little bit. Uh, Aaliyah 317 has died a, a fast, a quick death, Greg, because uh, we haven't seen Aaliyah yeah. on, you know, whatever. So um, speaking of things I'm sad for, the more that Drew McIntyre goes over, Greg, the more I'm, ugh, 
Corbin might actually pick up another win at Mania. Because Drew keeps getting the upper hand. That's kind of scary for me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see your point. Drew's been getting all the good spots. Um, he beat Madcap last love- month. And- yeah, put put you got to put a sword through his dartboard, and the uh, he's been great in all the great moments building up to it. So I can definitely see it uh, going Corbin's way, and then you want to have nuclear heat on him. That's the way to do it. You know, he's yeah. gonna come out and brag about beating Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Retiring so, Kurt Angle. I mean, that's pretty too. Yep. That's too. That's too quite. That's two big wins at WrestleMania for Corbin. So, um, and real quick, I didn't write it up because it wasn't all the results. But Knoxville, Sami Zayn will be anything goes, Greg. So, do we see other Jackass members show up in that match? I'm gonna assume. You definitely could. This could be just the, uh, you know, another cast party for the Jackass crew. Yeah. And this this was the only way to go with it because. You know, this couldn't be a straight wrestling match. Yeah. Um, Sammy would murder him. So this is the way to even sides and just have, um, you know, and anything goes, you know, it can be, you're going to see the weirdest weapons use, you know, not just kendo sticks, but, you know, cattle prods or uh, what else they used to do on the jackass set and just bring that to the, to the show. And, you know, may see Wee Man make an appearance or say Wee Man feels um, like Taylor Mason. Steve O. Xavier Zane in the balls. And then that right. sets up the Knoxville win. Or um, the, the yeah, Preston, Steve Preston O comes Lacey, out. The big fat Preston Lacey. He could uh, give a little bonsai drop to Xavier Zane. Steve O. Not Bam. Yeah. No Bam. No Bam Archera. He is a. He's no longer with the the Jackass crew, so uh, I don't know. That'd be a good reunion if he did come out with them, though. What better way to reunite at WrestleMania? Hey, you know, um, could happen. We have the the truck truck driving duo of Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs defeating Los Lotharios just to set up their match against the Usos. I mean, good for Nakamura and Boogs to get on WrestleMania, Greg, because I didn't really see a place for them. <laughs> so yeah. other than maybe doing they're just driving, you know, commercial thing that they're doing for the what tundra or whatever it is, whatever truck it is on there. Yeah. Is. So um yeah. Well that is what I've gotten on uh, SmackDown. Is there anything you'd like to add, Greg, from the week of the WWE? Then we'll get right into AEW talk. Nope, that's everything I have in my notes, man. We're killing it. All right, well, let's get some elite performance commercial talk right now. Um, the boys, DeLion, Dan, and uh, Damon, the one, are holding it down at elite performance. There's a weightlifting competition happening there now, so they're doing some live stuff from there. I'm sure it'll be on the BW Sports 1 Facebook page, so go check that out. Uh, if you want to check out some weightlifting competition, uh, I was there before it started last time, Greg, last year, so... Um, just shows how long we've been doing this as well. But um, so they have a new new center and everything. And uh, so if you want to tune in and see some good old weightlifting competition, go check that out. 
but this is elite performance for all your elite needs. that um commercial for them soon with all the new center footage so hopefully i'll we'll get in touch with dan and see if he's got any new footage for that new center that they got yeah um was that Brittany in one of the uh, before and after photos what's that thought i recognized her face i think so yeah shout out so. to Brittany. how you doing there you go uh yeah she hasn't been in our chat we'll have to get in touch with her i don't see big ben in our chat this week either so hopefully big ben is doing all right we haven't I haven't seen much of him. Uh, I can't remember. Did did big or the big band actually retired? Right? Did I miss his retirement? Or he did. You? Okay, that's what I thought. Nope, that's Ben retired, and now um, Mitch Trubisky is the new man in, oh, in this right. uh, Steel City. Mark one off. Yeah, have fun with that. After. <laughs> so, anyways, AW talk. Let's just get right into it, Greg. Thunder Rosa, our new AW champion. Long deserved, well earned. Uh, came it out, coming out with the fake or the female mariachi band. Um, I I kind of was worried, Greg. Usually you get the good entrance and uh, you eat an L. But, <laughs> right. Uh, they they play that up. Aubrey got in the in the action as well. She has some thumbtacks in her. Uh, she jokes. She said, "Never make a three count in a pile of tacks," which is good advice, Greg. But um, we saw the thumbtacks. We saw <laughs> right. Brett Baker last night. Give an update. She had some bruising from her thumbtacks, so that's you know pretty legit there. Um, you know, I, I do not ever want to taste some thumbtacks, but uh, good, really good match. You know, we had the steel cage. I like that we didn't have any. I believe we didn't have any interference from Jamie no. or Rebel, so they just let them go at it and you know pulled out all the weapons that they could. And it's it was time. You know, yes. I still think Britt Baker will be a focal point, obviously, Greg. Um, but, you know, it was time to change the course a little bit and see what Thunder Rosa could do with so many female heels coming up. I think yeah. you, know, you can give uh, a good face run for Thunder Rosa. Um, nice makeup on her. I mean, just get in her hometown. Uh, she wants to call it the Thunder Rosa pop now. So I think that's a good, that should be a shirt <laughs> in itself. So um, good match though, Greg. How about, what about yourself? What are you thinking on it? Yeah, uh, props to the champ. Great match. Mm -hmm. uh, love the entrance with the uh, female mariachis. And just the way she came out, you know, the flag, the face paint was, was popping. Mm -hmm. You know, the flags, uh, the American flag and the Texas flag. Uh, she was just, you could just feel it coming out on the screen with her that, uh, you know, the confidence, the fire, she was ready. She looked hungry. And, uh, you know, Brit being Brit, you know, oozing confidence and 
you know, you know, they were going to give it to us and they did. And I was with you that uh, I liked that there was no outside shenanigans. And these two got to just beat the crap out of each other for 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, it was very fitting to have a new champion here. Uh, Brits pretty much cleaned out the division of baby faces pretty much aside from Thunder Rosa. And, you know, it was time for a change. Yeah. And, you know, Brett's been involved in so many things. She's involved with the the elite, if you want to call them that, or less, at least just with Adam Cole. And, you know, having this little click in the side and doing so many other things that, you know, she seemed to lose a little bit of her of her fire. So um, and that's probably just a result of, you know, being champ so long, you, you kind of take things lightly and. You know, and once you beat everybody, you lose your focus. And now this is, you know, the moment to, to shift the script and put it on Thunder Rose to have a, a stream of heels running at her and just change the dynamic because you've had two um, heel champions in the women's division for the longest time. And it's time to, you know, change the dynamic up a little bit. So uh, love Thunder Rose. She's made me a fan since she debuted because I've never seen her before, before. Mm-hmm. Um, her first appearance on Dynamite, and you know she's made me a believer. So, and I'm sure that's the case with her and a lot of the uh, AEW people. Uh, you know, quick side, we quick believe side, in Thunder oh, Rosa now and want to see what she can do against everybody else. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, then I'm in your same boat. Like I didn't know about Thunder Rosa. I already own two of her shirts, <laughs> so that shows how well she's translated. <laughs> Um, to, you know, kind of a more casual audience. I mean, you know, kind of like, you know, like we said, somebody like us. Uh, I was going to bring up real quick, Greg, you know, Britt Baker being the first female signed to AW. Looks like AW be losing Joey Janela, who was one of their first signings. I'm going to admit, Greg, not a loss. And I, I think he's just going <laughs> to do the, the Matt Cardona stuff, you know, just go around, hop around. And Marco Stunt was another name, though. I was kind of surprised with that name just because I thought he was really in with Jurassic Express, but it sounds like AEW was a little higher on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus than Marco because Marco's been given the cold shoulder, I guess, from AEW. And once again, it does bring up the idea that, you know, I think now they have Christopher Daniels as their talent relations. They've been playing it up on BTE. I think that is his title too, because if you just have management and then that's it, Greg. That's hard to, you know, if you can't get in touch with management, then who do you go to to try to get those meetings scheduled or try to get a phone call? Um, so it, it yeah. might help out things. But I I think was Joey Janela part of your favorite match with Mike Cardona or something like that, Greg, right? He is, and it still is. Um, I actually went back and watched that match a second time. Okay. Um, just to see was if it still DCW? held up. And yeah. Okay. So it wasn't even an AEW match, but yeah. So it's possible that let him run the indies and, and do the crazy stuff and just make himself a big player again. But yeah. right now, nobody misses him on AEW mm-hmm. and, you know, nobody mentions his name, but, you know, let him be a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Like, 
I'll tell everybody who's watching, if you haven't watched that match, Cardona and Janela <laughs> match, do it because it is awesome. It is everything I didn't know I always wanted. And you won't be disappointed. Um, I know you're not as big on that match as I am, but as I said, I've watched it for a second time. I usually don't watch matches, matches over, and it still killed me. So, um, But, yeah, Joey's better you know, on the indies doing what he does, and I think he has more of a cult following on yeah. the indies anyway than he does on uh, a network like a, uh, with AEW. So. And, and same for Marco. Yeah, he, he probably has a, a bigger following outside AEW than he does inside, which is why he's nobody's uh, calling his number anytime soon. So, you know, happy trails, Marco. But, you know, there's a spot in GCW for you, too. So yeah. he was down there on the last show. So they're kind of like the ECW of today where they'll take you and kind of see what they, you know, mold you like let you mold yourself into what you want to create. So, um. Yeah. How about, whew, let's talk about it. Second week, Greg, Jericho Appreciation Society. I think, <laughs> I think what's, I'll give you this. Jericho is definitely saying everything from beyond, from behind the computer. You know what I'm like? I do think we're seeing Jericho really laying out his thoughts. Now, what I hate is Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia being pulled into it and like, I'm a sports entertainer. Like, I don't know. Like, he just won PWG's best. You know, that's a big wrestling event. Like, <laughs> you know, or, you know, or we're not going to use fake names. And here's magician Matt, blah, 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 and Jeff, blah, you know, like they gave those ridiculous names. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, Greg. I'm still, I'm still on the, I get it. And I think that Jericho is going to have a lot of fun with it. But is it going to bring down Daniel Garcia and Matt and Jeff, you know, 2.0? I don't know. Is it going to, is it going to put them on a higher sphere than where they've been? And that's where I get a little bit lost. Like, and I, I still don't think Jericho needs another faction. Like, <laughs> you know, I never thought he needed it in the first place. But, um, I mean, it did help. You know, Sammy Guevara helped Proud and Powerful. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it helped Proud and Powerful. <laughs> it felt like it almost hindered them a little bit, but it did help Sammy Guevara. Um, Jake Hager is still Jake Hager. So it's like, now we're going to give him that. But it's with guys that need need it in a way, but I don't know if the Jericho thing is going to help them. So um, what do you think, Greg? Week two of it. And what do you think of the little commencement ceremony that they pulled off? <laughs> I, I loved it just because I saw how tongue-in-cheek it was yeah. with uh, Jericho going, I'm a sports entertainer. He, the crowd immediately booed him to death. Yeah. And he, he knew the magic words to speak to get that heel heat on it. And, you know, because we came out, they're singing to Judas, and it's like, yeah. you know, babyface Jericho's out there. So he's going to have to push some buttons to get the heel heat. And what better way to do it than to bring up those two words that everybody hates in AEW, uh, sports entertainer. And it's like, I'm a sports entertainer. All these guys are sports entertainers. So he's looping them all in. And I'm like, okay, we're going to hate all of you by extension. 
uh, as if we didn't no, not neg 2.0 already. Um, so it, it made sense in the way he was delivering the promo. I love the promo. Um, ways just kind of, you know, putting himself over and, you know, talking about there would be no AEW without me, that kind of thing. Going to all the, the buttons he could push to get everybody to hate him and just brag himself up and, um, I think he likes doing the factions just because he never got to do the faction thing in WWE. That's true. And he's proven that the faction works. Um, yeah. Inner Circle, everybody who was in the Inner Circle became a bigger star. Uh, I, I would say yeah, aside from already, Hager. Well, are, but did Proud and Powerful become bigger? I mean, I get they had their moments, and I think we're still waiting on them to finally get the tag team run. Maybe that's it. But Sammy Guevara did. Yeah, and, the, and that's what it, and that's it. If unless you were watching TNA during the LAX days, you really didn't that's know true. who Santana that's and Ortiz true. were. I can give you that. Yeah. Uh, what um, do you think? Uh, Jer- when did- Jericho has to lose Judas, right? Like, I I want him to have like generic rock riff four or something like you know, just come out with some like, I don't know. He has to lose Judas though, doesn't he, to really solidify. And yeah, I think it, eventually that's break down, break the walls down. I don't know, but people I that. wish you could get that. But you know what? Like, I don't I, know. I would One love thing, that. He almost has to lose Judas, though, in a way to really cement the turn and what this is all about. Are we I agree with that. And or maybe and, no music, maybe no music, like, or hit the first couple notes and then just like cut it. You know, like something like that, or cut it right before, yeah. cut it right before people start to see. But then people might still keep. People are pretty. <laughs> people like to do their own thing, so I don't know. <laughs> but I think there's got to be some sort of new theme, or you know, like I said, if you could get break down the walls, that would be really awesome to see how that would play out, to really play into where you know where he is. So. Um, how about the other yeah. faction? Oh, did you have anything else? Sorry, on jazz. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying that I don't know if "Break the Walls" would be a great move because that's such a great song. That's and the thing too. That yeah, I mean. <laughs> that goes back to Babyface Jericho making yeah. his debut in Chicago against The Rock. So yeah. I don't know if you want to do that either. It'd be better to just find a nondescript song to to come out to, mm-hmm. and that solidified the heel turn. Yeah. Um, and Matt even mentioned it that you know we might not even let um, might even, might not even use Judas anymore. Yeah. Um, so that would be a huge way to to get more heat. Mm-hmm. Just like maybe the couple the first couple bars and then cut it, cut it or yeah. just a complete different song altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think it does work with uh, Jericho's factions because um, Sammy's a much bigger star. Um, Pi and Powerful is, is at least more visible to yeah. a lot bigger audience and and we're all clamoring for them to have a championship run now. Um, and Hager's Hager. So the faction did work <laughs> and just right but just with those guys standing in the ring with Jericho they're already uh, raising their level. 
That's true. Um, yeah. By being associated with them. So as long as they pick up some wins, like 2.0. Okay. Now it's time to, you know, pick up some wins on dynamite, you know, cause it feels like, yeah. yes, they've been in what a main, I think they've been in a couple of main events or, you know, opening matches, but I, I couldn't tell you when they won. So um, how about the other little faction we're seeing? Um, Moxley, Brian Danielson defeated the best friends. I'm going to call it Greg. Orange Cassidy will go to the dark side and join Brian and John Moxley. I think because, oh. because I think Yuda, that's the guy that makes the most sense. But obviously, I don't think they want to make it that um, that transparent. Does that make, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I think the fact that they've already teased Yuta, it's not going to be him. I kind of wonder if it might be Orange Cassidy, so he could kind of change his character up a little bit. I mean, you already got Danhausen who could outplay the Orange Cassidy character in Best Friends. You already have Chris Statlander changing her gimmick a little bit, Greg. Now she's you know becoming like mm-hmm. I think she was all black with a little black makeup. I mean, you know, you have Chuck Taylor, um, you know, Trent Beretta, I think they'll be fine. I don't I don't know. I just feel like the Yuda one is too, <laughs> maybe it makes too much sense. So I almost want to go the opposite end. And they, you know, Orange Cassidy kind of shows a different side to him. You know, maybe they give him a, a submission move to add to his repertoire or something like that. You know, he's still kind of the Orange Cassidy, but now, more aggressive or something like that so uh what do you think do you think Yuda still ends up greg or what do you what do you think about my uh my hypothesis i can see it um watching the match i was getting the vibes that Yuda is going to be the guy that they want and it ended up being Yuda being the guy that goes back into the ring and you know, sticks his hand out is, you know, I want in kind of thing. Um, so you wonder what their acceptance uh, thing is, you know, when it's like you're in kid. Because from listening to it, it does sound like they were accepting his offer and, you know, didn't shake his hand. So, um, well, I remember Riggle said, you got to show that match, more. Sunshine. Yeah. So you feel like you would be the, the fit because, you know, he's he needs something you know, really good. And, yeah. And he seemed to have that fire, that more of a killer instinct in that match, you know, just because they goaded him on by, you know, beating him down and and him to hit some type of, you know, breaking point and, you know, firing back. So. I kind of saw it halfway through the match, like, okay, it's going to be Yuta. And so I was a little thrown for a loop when you say it's going to be Orange Cassidy because, you know, I love his character so much, and he's he's so mega, mega over now. Um, I can't picture what he would be like standing in uh, that corner with Moxley and Danielson. But, you know... You take off the corduroy or the uh, the jeans jackets and the uh, the sweatpants, put on some new gear and change up his 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 flow, and it could be something totally amazing. And I can't visually picture it yet, but 
you know, being an Orange Cassidy fan, I would definitely be around to see what they would do. Uh, a more vicious Orange Cassidy? Oh, yeah, let's see that. So I, I don't hate it. Let, let me put it that way. I love him the way he is right now, but that would be a huge swerve if they end up bringing Orange Cassidy into the group. And like I said, I don't even know if you need to change the look of him. You just give him that more edge to him. You you know sharpen his sharpen his tools, as they say. So um, I don't you know the Yuta thing just feels too transparent. And then again, it's probably the whole idea. Moxley and Ryan want to be the person to invite you. <laughs> it's like you can't invite yourself to a party, Greg. You got to get invited to the party. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I mean, right. some people try. I've tried to invite myself to places, but that's another story. So, um, anyways, but yeah, it's always that whole, you got to wait for your invite to come in to before we invite you. So, or before you invite yourself, but, um, Adam Cole, Red Dragon defeated, Hangman Page, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. Not much really there. I mean, we, I, we're going to get Adam Cole and Hangman again. I think it's more of a matter of when now, Greg, and maybe if they pull the trigger on, it almost be opposite. Brent loses her title. Now Adam Cole will probably win his. You know, that whole they might just kind of pull that trick. <laughs> um I'm gonna assume we get that title match before double or nothing, because double or nothing's at the end of May. So I can't see that's okay. still about a you know, that's a couple months away. That's a lot, you know. I don't know. We we probably need that match beforehand, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. Being in the fact that just, what, two weeks ago, they had their match and uh, Hangman won, it could be the right amount of time to uh, make Cole back in and stack some wins on the way back to Hangman if you're not going to throw another challenger at him. Um, to have him run it back so soon, uh, maybe doing it a disservice. Because if Adam Cole is going to win, I would rather have him win on the big stage, yeah, yeah and that's... really make him into a bigger, a bigger deal than just doing it on the dynamite. Um, well, they are doing another battle of the so belts, if... so I don't know if maybe that might be, you know, like we said last battle of the belts, Craig, really should have been like a rampage show. So maybe this time they're thinking, okay, we probably should have made. Well, I think. I don't know if Hangman was available at the time or something like that, but, you know, you wonder. Maybe, I mean, I I still don't know if we're going to title, you know, do the title change. I don't, it just, but are they having faith in Hangman right now? That could be why you do the title change. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last battle of the belts was, was horrible. Um, yeah. You know, Sammy and Dustin and then, uh, what was it? The, I don't uh, think Hayman was back yet. So FTW was on the line, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so it was it was a big mess, especially with uh, COVID, because I think uh, Cody was supposed to be there with uh, Sammy, yeah, and that got to... screwed yeah. up. Do you think they so, have faith in the? Yeah, they definitely got to make up for that. Uh it's hard to say because. I've... He's never, um, and I think people bring up Greg that he, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say he, he's never really featured in the main event. Is that telling? Right. 
I it, mean, it, it is telling because. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, because he's never, you know, they don't put him over as much as, you know, like I said, this is my one thing that WWE does better than AEW is that, you know, it's the champion show. You know, you get a mention of Roman Reigns every SmackDown. Yeah. He gets, um, you know, 10 minutes of FaceTime regardless, you know, at the minimum. Uh, when people are talking about him, where he's on screen cutting a promo, you don't always know who the man is, and everybody's chasing him. On the AW show, you have so much talent and so much uh, potential greatness in any match that it gets lost in the shuffle. These guys aren't always chasing Hangman. Uh, Hangman's barely mentioned on some AEW Dynamites. And that's the problem, is that he doesn't feel like the champion. Even when Kenny was the champion, it seemed they were more focused on, um, you know, the chase for Kenny and who can beat Kenny. And it's not that way with Hangman. So uh, I don't know if they don't have as much faith in him, but it, he seems like a, a lesser champion. Um, Kenny, they're really not wonder- doing their best to... Position him high. Is Kenny what? I was going to say, is Kenny right. the ultimate? Should that be the. Maybe that's the double or nothing match to kind of put Hangman on a new, like, step up. I don't know. Yeah, it could. It could, Well, we figured he, he beat Kenny to win it. So, um, you know, he he's. Enjoy some status just for doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just wondering if he needs a second. I mean, I hate saying it, but would he need a second win almost to really, you know, solidify it, which is sounds stupid, but because um, right now, like you said, and I mean, I've seen it on, you know, when you're watching Dynamite, like you're following Twitter and people are like, it, now, granted, Wednesday night, you had to end with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. There was, you know, it doesn't matter who, sure. would, you know, you could have had CM Punk as champion and you're still not going to have him main event. You know, like <laughs> it doesn't matter who you're going to have. But, um, yeah, there's just some nights that, like you said, it feels like, you know, Hangman might be in the backstage interview and then that's it. <laughs> it's just like a quick, you yeah. know, interview. So um, how about Scorpio Sky or any – he beats Wardlow, obviously – when do I guess the bigger story will be when will we get Wardlow and MJF? Can we save that till double or nothing, or do we need to see that? Maybe not next week or you know the week, but maybe sometime in April, or can we hold that off till double or nothing, Greg? No, we can hold that off to double or nothing. That that's a coming out moment right there. Yeah. So that you can fill the next few weeks with what's left of the pinnacle jumping on him with Max, you know, being sneaky and, uh, you know, getting in the way, the way he does, uh, cutting promos. You got to have some promos in there and, um, you can fill the next five, six weeks easily just doing that stuff with Max just being annoying and can't quite get to him because he still has too much of a posse around him mm-hmm. until exactly. you get your final one-on-one match. And then you have your big payoff 
uh, on a pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. Right. Powerbomb Sydney on match. The pole place would go crazy. So you could do tag um, matches like Wardlow and Punk maybe team up against Sean Spears and yeah. MJF or whoever, you know, you're using Merrick's top team. So maybe Ethan Page and Sean Spears team up for a night. So yeah, I get yeah, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Um so yeah, that's probably your one of your big double or nothing matches uh to kind of play up then. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Hardy Boys win. Or sorry, the Hardys. They cannot be the Hardy Boys because of WWE's legality name to that. But um, I also was going to bring up Greg. Uh, it's funny the Young Bucks and FTR's little backstage segment. I'm hearing maybe FTR brings in Bret Hart. Yeah. And I think I would be down with that. I mean, that makes I. I feel like that'd be a better fit for them than Tully, but. Um, we're going to see Young Bucks and FTR matches, you know, maybe a few matches. Before, or, well, not a few, but is that a double or nothing night or is that a happening sooner rather than later match? Uh, it feels like a happening sooner than later kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think the Young Bucks and Red Dragon is the uh, that double match that's looming that we haven't got to yet is that has got to happen um but this could definitely be a sooner than later uh match and if it's huge you know you can run it back uh at a later date Mm -hmm. but uh yeah this would definitely cap off of one of the big theme shows or battle of the belts well i guess you can't do it at battle belts if neither one of them have a belt but uh, <laughs> Battle of America. Uh, Maybe if FTR Party. still has those AAA belts. I, yeah, I you, know, you put the AAA belts on the line. What about Brent Hart being um, paired with FTR? You you down with that? I mean, they love Brent, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it doesn't suck. Um, I'm sure Brent has nothing better to do. We haven't seen Brent and, really uh, in that type of role either, other than when he was in Natalia's corner against Charlotte. Um, at NXT, really, you know, and little things right. here and there, but I, I just don't know if Brett wants to travel. You know, that's that's a lot of travel and whatnot, and I don't know if Brett Hart wants. You know, maybe he could just do a couple weeks here and there, but um, and then maybe at the big pay per views he could be there. But you know, it seems to make more sense than Tolly. Um, I wonder what Tolly's going to do if he's going to do it. I mean, too bad he could bring in his daughter because <laughs> that would be. Quite the game right. for the women's division, and I mean, you'd have him bringing up his daughters. So, um, uh, yeah. But um, was there anything else? I'm trying to think if there's anything like backstage segments. Anything else I might have missed from Dynamite, Greg? Like backstage wise or in ring wise that I might have missed? Um, let me see. I just consult my notes. I put uh, Tony running down Adam Cole just because I love how the the announcers get to, you know, go in on the guys. Yeah. As unfiltered as they as they do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like when when MJF comes out, everybody just back on him, Mm -hmm. but it helps them. It 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 really puts them over as dirt bags, and you know. 
playing up to you know their heel, their scum of the earth. Um, the, the the personal beef between Tony and Adam Cole kills me every time. Tony's like he's a great wrestler, but and he always goes he needs to wash his hair <laughs> or you know stuff like that. Rip Baker, I get a kick out of it. Just here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Go ask WWE but, for one of their Shark Tanks that I'm sure are just sitting in their warehouse, just hanging out. Yep, and why not? Um, so. But it's it's too funny when when uh, Tony I noticed him going in that uh, first match, the uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon against the Heyman, and uh, it was just too funny listening to Tony just dig at him. They got him at certain points, but like I said, it, it helps him because you know this guy's a jerk. He's a heel. This is why. And and by the way, he needs to wash his hair. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just hilarious. So I love that they allowed announce the announcers that freedom yeah. instead of being so overproduced like they are on Raw or on WWE TV. I was going to say, yeah, um, Pat McAfee definitely is not overproduced. <laughs> I think they give him a lot of leeway on right. him, and, him and Michael Cole. Now, Michael Cole has to get in what he can, but, you know, um, I think McAfee is one that, you know, they say, okay, here's your bullet points. You, you know, you can, as long as you hit these, you know, we'll let, we'll let some other things slide, uh, you know, that you'll hit up, so. Um, and then last night's rampage, which I believe happened after midnight. I don't know because I wasn't awake. I just kind of caught it today, like you, Greg, I'm sure. Um, Darby Allen defeated the butcher by count out, hits a coffin drop to the outside. I'm still of the of the mindset, Greg. I gotta see Darby back. Some back back being Darby. I feel like he's just you know kind of there. It, it does make me worried, like, you know, you know, now, now that we know this is like year three for AW, you know, you wonder about contracts for them, you know, where are guys going? Because most contracts, you know, three to four years. So, you know, these next couple of years will be interesting. But, um, you know, Darby Allen, he's still featured. He's still loved. I just I just need him in a prominent feud. Like, I need, I need him to have something, not just, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, here's Sting. You know, I'm gonna go team up with the Hardys now, and I'm gonna, you know, do this or that. Like, come on, like, <laughs> give him some direction. I think, you know, other than being affiliated with Sting. Like, like I said, if we get him and Jeff Hardy at Double or Nothing, which is probably should happen, that should be his second coming out party <laughs> or third coming out party, whatever, whatever you know, momentum shift this has been for him, but. I, you know, I think that should be the, okay, let, you know, let's, let's Sting go be Sting somewhere else and let's let Darby start to run on mm-hmm. his own, you know. I don't know if it's a world title, but at least a higher position. Uh, how about yourself, Greg? Yeah. So. No, I agree 100% that uh, we all love Darby and Darby was a huge centerpiece that first couple of years. And uh, like I said, we're going into year three now, and he's been kind of diminished with uh, doing all the Sting stuff and being more of a tag team. And you know, I mean, I'm off the off the wagon with Sting as it is. You know, 
just in the believability aspect of it, you know, he's in the ring with, you know, 20 something year old guys and they have to sell a punch from him, like from a 60 year old man, like he's still in his twenties and he kind of takes away from it. And you're only playing to us old guys who saw Sting when he was, you know, in his twenties. So it's losing a lot of its, effectiveness it's believability it kind of defines darby down a bit and he is way too talented and way too deserving of a top spot to be kind of meshed around with staying in, in the tag team division you know he belongs as a single star and you know having you know five star matches so i want to see it as much as you do so uh the sting thing was was fun just from a you know, that used to be me and the whole, you know, making the connection thing. But, you know, now the connections run its, run its course. We get it. You know, let's move on from it. And it, you can make it an amicable break where Sting goes, you absorb what I've taught you. Time to, for you to be your man and, and, you know, do your own thing now and just kind of fade off into the to the sunset. You know, it doesn't need to be a turn. Doesn't need to be another blow-off rivalry. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, you could just definitely. end it with those two. Yeah. And Sting let Darby fly as it is, or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, I hope that happens sooner than later. Skateboard off into the sunset, but uh, and I believe we're going to get a tornado tag go. team match, our eight man now with what Butcher the Blade and Draw Day against maybe the Hardys and. Um, Sting and Darby, I think for or for Dynamite is what I was seeing. So I forget who else they added for the. It's yep. like a four on four. Uh, who was the other man? I can't remember the other. More one. Sting in the ring. Yeah. So at least it's tornado tag, so everybody could be in the ring. But uh, uh, Red Velvet got a good win last night. Uh, defeated Layla Hirsch. Um, it's fun. It's hard to believe Layla was still what number two ranked or number one ranked there. You know, for some time and. Now she's keep eating some else, but the bigger story is Chris Statlander coming out with all black, kind of changing up the makeup, maybe going to go away from the makeup, Greg, and, you know, really maybe get away from the alien and get maybe into herself, which, you know, is, should be interesting to see what she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, she's done this alien gimmick for a while, so um, good for her to try to, you know, spread out and see what else she could do character-wise, Greg. And good win for Red Velvet, which, yeah. you know, I kind of was worried with Brandy Rhodes gone if Red Velvet would be able to do anything. And looks like she's still kind of kicking it down there. So, uh, you know, kicking in AW and picking up wins here and there. So uh, thoughts on Chris Statlander trying to, you know, kind of spread her wings a little bit and fly out from the alien gimme, Craig. And I like it. If, if you're not trying to involve your character, you're going to get lost. You're going to get left behind. And, uh, you know, all the greats, you know, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, you get to your point where your character feels a little stale or it needs a little something, something. And, you know, you add in a gear change. You add in a, a you know, a name change or a, a um, subtitle like Chris Jericho going from being, you know, the demo guy to some other superlative and, is just adding a little something extra to your character. If you can't do that, you're going to get left behind because people are going to get sick of it. 
Um, Undertaker is a perfect example going from Dead Man to American Badass, back to Dead Man, and, you know, just evolving his game, evolving his moveset, evolving his look. And, you know, that's what you got to keep doing to stay on top. So, you know, even, you know, Stone Cold always looked the same, but, you know, he changed up his wrestling style. He added in some catchphrases and, you know, just simple little tweaks can keep you on top. So that's what these guys and girls got to learn. And um, Satlander, you know, changing her look, changing her um, style a little bit, this can keep her, you know, near the head of the line. Mm-hmm. And that's why I brought up like Orange Cassidy, adding that extra bit of oomph to his character, I think would be something. So um, speaking of probably having to change Bear Country, might need to get a little <laughs> different going. But anyways, House of Black to be in them. Uh, I, my only nitpicky thing with House of Black, I, I think it's funny that Kings of the Black Throne, House of Black, Malachi Black, how much more black can we add to their name, Greg? <laughs> oh, there, I'm sure there's plenty. They'll, he'll <laughs> find some. Um, but anyway, so. we're still waiting for Julia Hart to become Julia Black. So yes, yes. Just <laughs> um, give me the Julia turn, and then this thing can really take off. Right. So there's plenty of, of meat on the bone left for more blackness in there. Maybe they bring in a black character. Who knows? <laughs> oh, wow. What that just, they call him Black, Mr. Black, <laughs> Mr. Brown, like the hey, they office <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, um, and then finally, Keith Lee defeated Max Caster. The big story there was Swerve Strickland coming to the aid of Keith Lee. We're going to get some NXT. Versus AW fighting here, Greg, um, with FTW or with uh, Team Taz, and um, do we? I, you know what? I I think Keith Lee might end up joining Team Taz for some odd reason. I don't know why. I just oh. I, I wonder if they want to give Keith Lee. I don't know. You know, some mouthpiece. Like, do they believe enough in Keith Lee? I think they should, but, you know, I don't know. It, it yeah. You know, just, I'm just spitballing here, as you can tell. But uh, what about Swerve, Strickland, and Keith Lee teaming up for a little bit, Greg? It would be fun for a little bit. Um, they don't need to be a tag team. They don't need to, you know. Yeah, they're just teaming you know, up. Band together to. For now. For the, for the moment. Yeah, um, that's fine. But I don't hate the uh, Keith Lee joining Team Taz just because people kind of start falling asleep during Keith Lee's promos just because his delivery and the way he likes to to enunciate and use college words and all these things. Um, and that's who he is, you know, it, which is, it's, you know, it's not like we can... <laughs> I, like, I think he wanted to get out of WWE to change it, you know, to be himself more. Now he is, but like you said, I don't know. The get, you know, the, the promos are like, and they're not even that loud. And you have to understand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You need, you need to have some bass in your voice. Which and, he and does. Fire <laughs> in your gut. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, so I, and he has I, plenty of gut. There should be plenty of fire in there. Um, but I the, see the little guy, like, the, 
Yeah, a bunch of hosses with him and and Hobbs. That would that talk about tag teams. Now that would be a tag team. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, so that would be an awesome stable, you know, with Hook and Starks, and you know they can go head to head with anybody. So mm-hmm. uh, I would like it, especially if Team Taz turned face. You know, put him up against the House of Black, put him up against yeah. the Elite, put him up against uh, the AFO. You know, you could have some some bangers of matches, but I know Team Taz is more, you know, a heel mindset, but, you know, it could happen. Yes, it could. Well, that is all I got. Um, AW-wise, is there anything we missed that in your notes, Greg, that you would like to add before we get to my last call for the week. Nope, did a great job banging it out as usual. All right. So, well, bartender, last call. Last last uh, commercial break, and then we'll get right into our last call with WrestleMania being two weeks away. That is a short tease for what the question will be about. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. So just in case we don't get into it, Greg, why not? With WrestleMania two weeks away, your favorite moment or match, if you want to do three moments, two moments, five moments, whatever moments. But um, I'm really putting you on the spot. (laughs) I will start first. um, Then that way you can have a couple minutes to think about it. Because obviously with me coming up with this question, Greg, I thought about it. So um, I go first. Of course, I have to say being at WrestleMania 8, and seeing Hulk Hogan in the red and yellow, and then Ultimate Warrior coming back um, to help him with Papa Shango and Psycho Sid. That was quite a moment for me, being uh, the tender young age of 12 or 11, um, you know, just seeing Hulk Hogan there. And I've, I've talked about before, watching it back, WrestleMania 8, like we had Jake the Snake and Undertaker. We had... Bret Hart and Roddy Piper in a bloody affair, which we hadn't seen before. We had Macho Man and Ric Flair going at it, which probably should have been the main event. So uh, good stuff there. Um, also, you know, the Stone Cold Era beginning is one of my, I mean, the match was good. That was, you know, Stone Cold's coming out party. Uh, I always get confused on the number of it. So I'm not going to say the number of it, but whatever number it was, that was it. And then finally, I will throw out WrestleMania 30. Because I, you know, like I said, I've been at WrestleMania 8 as a 12, 11-year-old. Then getting to go to 30 as an adult and really being able to remember, you know, remember things and having that feeling. I mean, Daniel Bryan, Triple H match. I mean, that thing, you know, I still I still uh, couldn't believe when mm-hmm. that happened. Like, I was like, wait, that didn't happen. Triple H won or whatever. But uh, the streak ending, not knowing the streak ended because, you know, we don't hear commentary. So all I heard was a three pinfall, and I think people were so shocked we didn't know what was happening. Uh, Cesaro winning the Battle Royal, 
And then, of course, Dana Bryan, you know, being the, the champion of champions, cheat plug there for vote your brackets, championship. But, uh, yeah, WrestleMania 30 for me <laughs> is just the, you know, that everything was just clicking there, you know, for me. So I'm sure there's other moments. I mean, Rock and Hogan, Greg, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 18 or 17? 18, right? Whichever one. But uh, uh, take your pick. <laughs> one of those two uh, in the Sky Dome of Toronto. I remember that. Not made of any, but um, yeah, Hogan and Rock, like that just, you know, Brett or Brett and Stone Cold in a submission match where Stone Cold never tapped. You know, that was the kind of the double turn. So yeah, there's just so many. And then, like you said, I thought the Hardy Boys at maybe uh, 33, that pop was so ridiculous. I mean, and then getting them getting the win was really cool to see. Well, not in person, but um, watching on TV, <laughs> you could feel it coming out of the the screen. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, WrestleMania is just so. I mean, it's just it's like the Super Bowl for us. It has all the hype, and I I kind of like that it's two nights just because it can spread it out. I know some people still say it should be one night, but hey, if you can do two nights of about three and a half, four hours instead of just giving me one five and a half hours, six hour, where you're just trying to shove everything on once. I'm more about it. So how about you, yeah. Greg? Favorite moment or match that I know I'm putting you on the spot for? <laughs> oh, man. There, there have been some great ones. Um, go to the Boneyard match, Undertaker and AJ, yeah. uh, which was amazing. Go to the um, what did you call it with the Firefly Funhouse match mm-hmm. with John Cena oh, and yeah. Bray Wyatt? Talk about trippy! Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was so much fun for for ten or fifteen minutes, however long that lasted. Mm-hmm. It seemed to go by the blink of an eye, but it was so amazing to watch it, those those moments happen. And you sit there watching it, and you go, "How did they do that?" And mm-hmm. just rewriting history with John Cena in an NWO shirt or mm-hmm. being the guy who was the secret character in this storyline and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just mind-blowing. And, you know, for never having on, been on drugs, that probably is what an acid <laughs> trip feels That's like. What it feels like. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll go to uh, back to Mania 33, like mentioned the Hardy Pop. Um but that was also the same night where Brock beat Goldberg to win the championship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it did my heart so much good to see that happen. Uh, seeing my dude Brock Lesnar for the first time in person and destroying Goldberg in the process. Loved it. Um, and did, then did one of Taker my favorite matches then? of all time was... Did Taker fight at 33? Taker did. He did. That, he lost to Roman was that in Roman the main event, her? and that okay, was right. the first. Yeah, that was the first time he left his glove. He left yeah. his gear in the ring, his hat, I mean, his he, gloves, yeah. and the and the trench coat, and he disappeared through the stage after he got half by, halfway up. Uh, so that was the first retirement of the Undertaker uh, <laughs> at thirty three. <laughs> uh, that that'll go to. Uh, Probably a favorite match would have to be WrestleMania 26 
with uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, their first match. The first one, yeah. And yeah. that match being so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely that match was huge. And then it left, led to the rematch at WrestleMania 27 uh, with Triple H as the special referee. Um, but that first match, Taker and Shawn, just, you know, I haven't seen it, go watch it because it was, you know, five stars doesn't do it justice. It was that good. Um, and then I'll give you, it, even though it wasn't a WrestleMania match, it was WrestleMania weekend. Um, that same 33 weekend, it was NXT TakeOver. So you know how good these were. But it had a triple threat for the championship with DIY, FTR, then known as the Revival, and the Authors of Pain. And that match was, aside from the the TLC, the first ever TLC with uh, Dudley's and Edge of Christian, uh, was the best triple threat tag team championship match I've ever seen. Uh, just because of the way the chemistry those guys had, halfway through the match, they started using each other's moves. Yeah. And with the Aldous of Pain being like the dominant tag team, them using each other's finishers in combination with each other, like mm-hmm. one member of DIY along with one member of FTR doing one of those teams finishing maneuvers on an Authors of Pain guy. Just the way that match flowed and the way they did things was just mind-blowing. It, yeah. And it still is probably 1A to that uh, first TLC match with um, Edge and Christian, Dudley's, and the Hardys. Yeah. And it's right behind it as far as my favorite tag team match ever. It's that good. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. WrestleMania 33 um, take over NXT in Orlando. So um, this is off the top of my head. Those are definitely my favorite WrestleMania matches. That's what the last call is all about. We put but you on the I had spot. to pick one. <laughs> pick one? What's your one? If I just pick one at Watch Undertaker and Sean, WrestleMania 26. How about if you have to pick one, like they always say, if you have to show a non-WWE wrestling fan, do you show them Rock and Hogan? Because they, because like I feel like even non-wrestling fan will know Rock, know Hogan, and they can kind of get the energy of it. Like yeah. Um... I don't know if I show him that match just because Hogan is not a good yardstick. It's not a good but I mean, it. I don't know. I I, I get it. Or measures take. I I would go to a match like Brock and Undertaker because that match was hard hitting. It had the star power. It had the moments in it. who can forget the double sit-up mm-hmm. where uh, they knocked each other down and Undertaker sits up, Brock sits up next to him. They look at each other, and they both start laughing. 
maniacally at each other. Wait, that um, was SummerSlam. That match. Was that SummerSlam? Was that SummerSlam? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember they did have a because Taker well, that's the match where or the match where Brock maybe the match where Brock went or breaks the streak. Um, yeah, that, well, the the streak was at third because no, I, I was I could show I him that there. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the because that yeah I think that was at SummerSlam because then they did Hell in a Cell, eventually I thought too. So they had three. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, WrestleMania thirty. Yeah, but three I mean, classics though. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So um, I mean, I guess you know. So if like I was I showing said, a new fan, I would show him one of those matches. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, all right. Um, unfortunately, Sydney, I'm not sure where. I, I think they're just kind of showing little things here and there. So, if you're watching, you're watching us right now, then you can check them out if they go live from time to time. So, uh, if you want to check out the lifting competition, but uh, another good show of the books, WrestleMania two weeks away. Uh, I need to start working on our guest list. Uh, we, I'm definitely, I'm going to get in touch with Brittany right now and see if she's available. Um, and kind of get, uh, we also have, um, the, 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 uh, the betting, I got to remember his name, Rafael Spronza. He does all the betting in Vegas for every single thing ever. And I think he wanted to come on. I think it'd be fun to hear his side of things from the betting side. So I need to get in touch with him as well and get him on here and, uh, kind of nice. see where bets are lifting in. So, and all that, but, um, yeah, so we'll have. Have some guests on there. As, uh, I'm still, I, I, I guess we need to see how long we go um, with predictions for night one and NXT, Greg, to decide if we should just do night two on Sunday morning. But I do know I want to do Saturday, April 2nd at 10. So that'll give us about two hours before NXT uh, to get through some predictions. If you could do that early, um, hopefully if you, you know, if you need to do, well, I mean, it's hard to do later because then NXT will start. <laughs> so we'll we'll talk through that, but um, <laughs> we'll have to figure out what how we what what time frame we have. I mean, it might be better probably to mix it up a little bit and split it up, but uh, we'll kind of see where we go that week. Maybe we could do an NXT prediction show, uh, WrestleMania Night One, WrestleMania Night Two as well. But I will message you and see what you think is the best way to go about that as well, and uh, get people on when we can so we can have a a nice plethora of guests, Greg, that week. And uh, it's just hard to believe it's already coming up. <laughs> so, um, but I know. Thank you. Thank you, of course, for watching. Um, like I said, hopefully you enjoy the new setup. Uh, I do have to show off this John Cena book that I got from a sneaky leprechaun. It is literally, Greg, <laughs> John Cena tweets in book form. Like that is all it is wow <laughs> that's all it is is john cena tweets in book form so who knows maybe that'll be a new segment it'll be that's crazy Stephen reads from work in progress and i'll just read one page and then that's a, that's the segment i just read that one tweet so um i will say i used to do um steven's social media and whenever the bella twins would post some weird stuff i would uh I would share that would be kind of fun to make fun of it but um anyways maybe we could bring back a segment like stephen reads from a work in progress so, uh, but anyways so 
I'm looking forward to the next nice. couple weeks. I don't know about you. So, uh, but thank you for watching. Go check out all the good stuff we got on BW Sports One for all your sport needs. And of course, keep watching Super Kicker with Stephen. And go vote to see who wants to move on into the champion or champions uh, battle that we got going on. So, thank you for watching.